Yo, welcome back. My name is Rob Wong. This is the Great Date Guy podcast, and let's talk. If you feel like you're settling in dating, if you feel like you're dating people that are not as attractive to you as you would like, but you cannot seem to stop yourself from doing it, then this is the episode for you. I'm going to teach you how to interrupt that cycle once and for all. But first, I think that it starts off with a little observation about how all of this works. And it begins with me just paying more attention to what it is that I'm doing and the way that I interact with folks when I'm out and about in the world. And thank God the world is back open again, just a little bit more, right? Um, But as I pursue that, as I navigate the world, one thing that I notice is that for certain people, I will kind of look away reflexively. I'll avoid making eye contact. I'll avoid avoid engaging with them. And for those people, I view them as higher value. If I look at my own experience, I see them as higher value and I kind of avoid interacting with them. Um, There's some unknown nameless fear around that. Like maybe they'll sense that I, that I am low value and they won't, they won't want to be around me. Right. And so, unconsciously, I'm sort of eliminating myself from that social circle and that dating pool. By the same token, when I run into people that feel like they're within a comfortable range of emotion for me, right? If they're a certain level of attractiveness, if they strike me as a little bit more like, mm, like I noticed that I do this a lot with servers or waiters or people who are in the service industry. I view them as people who are part of my crew, part of my tribe. I relate to their experience. Um, And so naturally, the way that I interact with those people is I will unconsciously try to make eye contact. I'll give them the nod. I'll try to engage them. And in essence, it's effortless for me to do that. And when I think about that dynamic, right, when I think about how when I'm around people that I'm less attracted to, my brain is also less in fight or flight. So I'm funnier, I'm a better conversationalist, I'm calmer, I'm not all weird about the way that I'm interacting with folks or deeply in my own head. What I can begin to see is that my self-esteem and the amount that I accept myself have a strong impact on who it is that I am passively attracting into my life. Does that make sense? I'll try to explain that a different way. So in essence here, we're not talking about the fact that like, you should just be more confident, bro. (laughs) Because that's stupid. It doesn't help anyone to know that they should be more confident. But what I am talking about is noticing how there is this passive ability to attract people. And it seems to just naturally happen in the background for me. And what I want to do is hack that passive ability. And I think that it is based off of my ability to accept and love myself. And I think that that's a little bit different than confidence, which I would define as your ability to overcome fear, right? Um, You're a confident person if you feel this struggle 
and you decide to do the thing that you were going to do anyway. You jump off the cliff. Yeah, you give a speech in front of everyone. Uh, you know, you give your presentation in front of your boss, right? You take the fear, you shove it aside, you overcome it, you process through it, however it is that you overcome it, but you do. And that makes you courageous. That makes you brave. That makes you confident, right? But on the flip side of the spectrum, I believe that we all kind of have this unconscious anchor in our minds that locks us to a certain social standing. So I might think of myself as semi-successful, and it would be weird for me to associate with people that are much, much more successful than me, right? If I started talking with a billionaire, right, or President o Barack Obama or something like that, I would get pretty weird about it, right? I would get really fucking weird about it because my nervous system would be all tense and dysregulated, right? And because I'm all tense and dysregulated, I might be nervous or overwhelmed. I might stammer and like trip over my own tongue. Or again, as I mentioned before, be like just deeply in my own head. So I think maybe the biggest question here is, all right, so how do we address this? How do we turn this hack around so that we're passively beginning to associate with people that we're very attracted to, right? It starts to feel like they're our tribe. They're the people that we naturally feel comfortable around and we want to say hi to those people. And it comes easily, right? Because when we don't have to work at this at all and it's just part of our unconscious processing to just naturally reach out and engage with those people, then it's going to be an automatic process. It is going to be an automatic process that draws those people into our lives, right? I won't have to put any effort in. I won't have to cold approach or force myself to overcome my fear in order to talk to that one hot girl at the mall. I don't have to be always scanning the environment looking for someone to talk to. And those are kind of like pickup artist behaviors, right? Those are sort of like from the seduction community. Always be scanning your environment for a target and then talk to her. That's not entirely necessary if my unconscious mind is at the wheel and just taking over that responsibility. I can just live my life. And if someone who happens to be within my strike zone enters, I'll naturally engage them on an unconscious sub-vocal level. Like my body language, my eye contact, the way that I interact with that person will naturally be more comfortable and more attractive. So let's get this going. So I think the first place to start with all of this is asking the question of how much do I actually like myself? And if we can be brutally honest with ourselves for a moment here, I think that this is absolutely critical. At least when I look at my own rating of myself, and I may have mentioned this on a previous podcast, I think of myself as a 40 or so on a scale of 0 to 100 in terms of how much I actually like me and how in terms of how good of a person I think I am. And your number may be different. It might be within the same range. But I want you to take a hard look at what that rating is for yourself. Because odds are, if your rating is below like 80, right? you are probably listening to this podcast right now. 
because you unconsciously do not believe that you are attractive enough to bring in a quality partner, right? One that meets all of your criterion. Now, this is a wild assertion, so I invite you to check me on this, right? So look back through your relationships. Did the people that you dated meet all of your criterion? Or do you feel like you might have settled for less than what you actually wanted, right? Oh, this person likes me and the sex is good, so I can forget about these other things that I really want in a partner, you know? Um... And, and I guess maybe that's as far as the thought process goes. For me, unconsciously, it's just stuff that I set aside. I'm willing to sacrifice it because I feel like I'm lucky to have gotten what I got. Now, that isn't to say that my previous partners were terrible people or unattractive even. It's just that there is this idea that I can't get everything that I want. Right? There's a certain sense of scarcity and also that sense of worry that like maybe I just won't qualify for that one dream person that I, I want to be holding out for, but I can't. I say qualify like they're a pre-owned vehicle, right? Like maybe I'll, maybe I'll qualify for romance. But you know, as embarrassing as that is to admit, I think that's the way that my brain operates around this. So if my theory here is correct, then the solution to all of this is doing little things to begin raising your self-perception. Begin raising your number from whatever it is to a higher number. And the way that I believe that we can begin to do this is first keeping track of all the different ways that we avoid spending time alone and not in communication with someone else. Now, I bring that up because I'm beginning to see that there's this form of escapism that happens whenever I have downtime. That is to say that I am not spending that downtime enjoying the experience of being myself. I'm always restless. I'm looking for some outside distraction, whether it's video games or YouTube videos, uh, whether it's a conversation with a friend over Facebook Messenger or Instagram or porn or, you know, just venturing out into the world hoping to have an adventure or an audiobook or whatever the form might happen to be. But I have this endless box of distractions. And my cell phone is certainly part of that box. Um, it's probably the primary component. But the more time I spend interacting with those things instead of just chilling out by myself, then I think that that presents an opportunity. Because if I look at my behavior right now, even the fact that I'm recording a podcast is a like it's kind of avoidance, right? I'm using this to avoid going to bed on time. <laughs> it's it's 11:17 and I got to be up a little bit earlier tomorrow. But I think that there's a reason why I will stay up until I'm so exhausted that I just knock out. Because in between the time that I decide to go to bed and the time that I decide to actually fall, or the time that I, my unconscious mind allows me to fall asleep, there's this gap, this existential gap where I have to just kind of be in my own skin and not be distracted. 
And if I really don't like who I am, then God, you know, that time is terrible. And I'll do anything that I can to avoid even having to interact with that time. So at this point, some of you don't relate to what I'm talking about here, and that's totally fine. This theory doesn't apply to you. Congratulations, you actually love yourself. And in which case, I'm not actually sure why you're on this podcast. <laughs> but for those of you still here, and for those of you getting value out of this, for those of you who can, who can relate to what I'm saying, um, doesn't isn't this theory fucking crazy? Like, I think, at least for me, it accounts for so much of the weird, self-sabotage-y kind of behavior that I experience. It kind of covers all of it. If this is all a desperate attempt to avoid spending solo time with me, it also explains why I have so much resistance to meditation, even though I know that it helps my mood. Because meditation is the ultimate in spending time alone with you. You don't have any outside input at all. It's just you and your mind. And sometimes that can be kind of a confronting thing. So what I've started doing with that time instead is noticing when I've got my headphones on, noticing when I'm spending all of my time tied to my addiction box, which is what I've begun calling my cell phone. Noticing when I've got an audiobook playing in my car or music playing and instead choosing to opt out of those things and spend that time alone with me. And I think that the more that I do that, the more of an opportunity I will have to fall in love with who I am. And that's going to be really important because if you're like me, then, well, you know what? I invite you to run through this test because maybe at this point you don't believe that you have a problem when it comes to how much you like your own company or how much you like yourself. And if that's the case, um, my invitation to you is to head over to the mirror, look yourself in the eye and tell yourself, first name, <laughs> I love you and hold eye contact. If you're anything like me, then the idea of that, the very idea of that is cringeworthy. It's enough for me to want to like kind of gag and throw up a little bit, right? I don't want to do it. But at the same time, what the fuck is wrong with that? You know what I mean? Like, I'm happy to say that to other people. And I mean it too. But what's this resistance to saying it to myself? And for that, the only explanation that I have is self-loathing, you know? So here's the gig. I think that as I begin to address this, my self-concept is going to improve. And as my self-concept improves, I'm naturally going to spend more time with more power players. I'm also naturally going to spend myself or spend, spend I'm going to spend myself some more time with some more attractive people. <laughs> Because it will feel like I belong and I deserve to belong. And not in like an entitled way, but just like how it's like more of a natural fit, right? I'll be able to hold my own because I believe in myself and I care about myself and I respect who I am. And when that happens, 
I also believe that this will allow me to earn more money. Um, although right now I'm in a place where that's not really a necessary thing. But I think that it's actively going to improve my income as well. If you follow the law of five, the top five people that you spend the most time with, um, your income is actually the average of those five people. And it will get closer and closer to that average the more time that you spend with those people. So I think that this has the potential to dramatically change my life and dramatically change your life. So I'm going to give this a shot and I'll keep you posted on how this goes. But I am really excited for what this means. It's also really confronting too. Like I love the idea of just on autopilot attracting and having conversations with beautiful women. Um, and at the same time, the idea of spending more time alone with me in meditation is just fucking terrifying. So let me know what you think about this theory. And if you want to hear more episodes like this, you can leave a comment. You can shoot me a message at greatdateguy.com. And of course, if you got something valuable out of this podcast, feel free to leave a subscribe or leave a rating. And any, know that any interaction that you have with this channel allows me to grow and further along that mission of creating a world where people are unified and deeply connected and care about each other and dating doesn't suck because people are upfront and authentic about what it is that they want, right? People are dealing with their own shit. Um, so if that's a world that you want, um, any interaction that you have with this channel goes a really long way and it's only a couple button presses before you can do any number of things uh, to help boost us along. And of course, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And I'll catch you next Thursday, 8 a.m. Pacific time. Love you. Bye.